Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone? <coughs> well, then you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, here's your host for this episode, Tyson Saner! Salutonist, it's me, Tyson Saner. I'll be your host this week on Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package. Last week, in episode 217, my co-host and show creator Mark Hershon interviewed American stand-up comedian, actor, director, producer, writer, and soundcaster, Mike Birbiglia. If you haven't heard that episode yet, I recommend that you do at your earliest convenience, should you also be in the mood to listen to a Soundcast episode at that particular moment in your future. In this episode, I've chosen some prime clippage for your listening pleasure. I've got clips from The Honeydew Podcast with Brian Sickler, The Bituation Room, and Vegan Abattoir. Or is it Abattoir? I've also got an ad from our longtime fake sponsor, Henderson's Pants, as well as a reading from TrumpPoetry.com, our other 100% fake sponsor with a 100% real website. Ready? Let's dive in. First up tonight, The Honeydew with Ryan Sickler. According to the description, The Honeydew is a storytelling podcast hosted by comedian Ryan Sickler. Inspired by Ryan's adverse upbringing, the show focuses on highlighting and laughing at the lowlights of life. The clip I provided is from August 17th, 2020, a show where comedian Sarah Weinshank is a guest, and the show is subtitled Big Johnson Energy. In the description, it says, My Honeydew this week is Sarah Weinshank. Sarah shares a story about being prescribed Adderall for ADD. When Sarah tried to get off the Adderall, she ended up in the psych ward for 24 hours, and, like a true comedian, she gave him a show and did stand-up in the psych ward. Mm-hmm. So I talked to my psychiatrist, and I was like, I really want to get off Adderall. And he was like, okay, we'll just start, like, weaning down. And then like, I'm like, okay, can you, like, tell me how to do that? So, like, just take less of it. So I just started taking less of it, like, half pills, half pills. And, I, and it was like... I felt so tired all the time when I, like, decreased the dosage. Like, instantly? Like, so tired. But, like, not just, like, so tired. It feels like you're, like, coming down from, like, drugs. And, like, you don't feel good. It's just, like, bad. Um, and then the what happened was Brody died. And yeah. I was like, I'm not going to take my medication anymore because I just want to sleep. And so I just completely... Like, I was so depressed. I just cut it cold turkey, and I went into, like, a crazy, like, psychosis. For real? So... It was, like, right around that time. Because I was like, I just want to be asleep. Like, I'm so sad about this. Like, and then I just stopped taking my medication. And, like, within, like, 72 hours, I went into, like, a psychosis. What are you starting to notice first? Like, what's the the first thing you're starting to feel? I didn't notice... It. my roommate at the time was like bitch you're crazy really <laughs> yeah <laughs> you had no idea i like i was just like there was so much happening because brody had just died mm. so i was like so like that was like so sad to me that like and i just stopped taking my medication completely and that affects like your brain chemicals and your serotonin levels and there's like a way to taper off of it that a doctor's supposed to guide right. you through yeah, the, the process and all the way out till it's done yeah yeah and I just did it myself. And my roommate was like, 
called my parents and was like, Sarah's like not doing well. My parents were like, Come. And what are you doing that she's seeing that? I'm doing, I'm waking her up at eight in the morning. I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> she's like, get out of my room. What are you doing? And I was like, uh, can I tell you something? Can I do this? Like, uh, do you want to go to breakfast? She's like, no. Just like completely off the rails. And just like, um, just like, like putting things together that didn't really make sense and like saying things that didn't really make sense. Like I'm trying to think of like, I mean, like I was definitely in a psychosis because my parents were like, are you on drugs? And I was like, I'm not currently on drugs, but I have done a lot of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) That was your answer. They're like, which drugs? And I'm like telling my mom about my mushroom trips and like my acid trips and like all this shit. And I was like, it was a very beautiful healing experience, which is like, Obviously, I wasn't operating as my normal self because I was just, like, divulging all this stuff to her. Um, But, yeah, just, like, all over the place. Completely all over the place. I can't remember, like, the details because it almost feels like I, like, blacked out. Okay. But I remember, like, some highlights of the whole experience. So, um, yeah. So, basically, my parents were, like, there's something wrong with you because I was acting really abnormal to the point where like we have to call the police. The police? The police, yes, because that's what, um, to get me into the psych ward because they didn't know what was going on with me because they didn't realize that I was on Adderall. They didn't know. Okay. So I was like, I took I took Adderall, but I'm off of it now. And they're like, okay. Basically, they thought that like maybe I was like losing it or like a full drug addict. They had no clue what was going on. I didn't really know what was going on. So then like 12 cops come to my parents' house. (laughs) Are you for real? For real. What time of day is this? I mean, it's like 6.30 p.m. And they come... (laughs) And I, and I charm them. We couldn't get that for the fucking riots out here, Sarah. I charm them. I charm them out of uh, taking me to Nuh-uh. the psych ward. How'd you do it? I was like, I- I'm fine. Like, yeah, I was like very cooperative. Like whatever they wanted, I did. And then they left. And then I like went off the rails later that night. Like was having a full mental breakdown, like crying hysterically and like just like a mess. Just like the combination of like the Brody stuff mixed with getting off of this like yeah getting off of prescribed meth like pushed me over the edge um and so basically like then i had to ride in an ambulance to a psych ward they did check you in they checked me so in. they pick you up at your house they pick me up at my house and i remember Are all the neighbors the outside ward. and shit is everybody I watching? I truly don't know, you but don't it was remember. a spectacle for sure. I'm sure. i remember getting into the so ambulance so wait i'm sorry 12 like, cop cars show up they leave 12 cops Show they up. leave. Ambulance shows Ambulance up shows next. Up. Ambulance shows up. I mean, up there's next a situation over me. at the yes. wine shank house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone on the street's like, oh, this bitch is, what's going on? <laughs> now, apparently, you can also find episodes of The Honeydew with Ryan Sickler on YouTube. There are YouTube versions, which uh, his, you can go to youtube.com forward slash rsickler. That is R S I C K L E R. He also has a Patreon. For the honeydew, which is the words the honey and do all capitalized next to each other after that, patreon.com. And there's the honeydewpodcast.com. And you can listen to it and watch it at your leisure. Next up, the Bituation Room, hosted by Francesca Fiorentini. It is described as a weekly caucus of progressive comics, activists, and thinkers, hosted by Francesca Fiorentini. The episode I've clipped is from August 9th of 2020. It's called Breaking Biden with Marissa Franco and Zara Norbach. In its description, it asks, how can progressive movements bring Biden to the Bernie side? 
Mirza Franco of Miyente joins Francesca with some insights into how the Joint Policy Task Force on Immigration went down and the push needed to hold Biden accountable in the first 100 days of office, if we ever get there. Plus, comedian Zara Nurbaksh joins to sing bits from her forthcoming musical on the decline of American civilization. And introducing a new segment, Extreme Postal Makeover, about how to make the USPS irresistible in the face of authoritarian meddling. Zara, what are you bitching about? Oh my god. You guys, my husband thought that a fast way to wash herbs uh-huh, is herbs. herbs is to put them in soap water. What? Ugh. Like, and I, yeah, Bechdel test, whatever, I'm bringing in my husband, but I'm in quarantine with this fool, okay? And sure, no, no, we're here. You and- can't pass the Bechdel test if you tried at this point. <laughs> oh my God. If you're in a straight what? relationship. What? Like how, <laughs> as a Persian, like I live on er- herbs, herbs, herbaliciousness. I'm just fucking with you about the age. It's, it's for our British compatriots out there. Fuck them. <laughs> I cannot like the the fact that he wanted to skip ahead of the labor of washing them with this quick fix of soap was it like dawn or dish soap it was hand soap (laughs) it ruined my cilantro (laughs) well cilantro already tastes kind of like soap right so maybe he was just like look cutting out the middleman here I'm now wondering if it's the cilantro just tasted like soap and I yelled at him for nothing. But that doesn't matter because it's good for him to get yelled at. How about you guys? (laughs) I like this. Marissa, what are you bitching about? Mine is kind of like a circular delayed bitch. Mm. (laughs) What's the best kind of bitch? (laughs) Spiral. So it somehow connects the Friday night, the, the recent Friday night massacre of what's happening at the Postal Service with the Trump donor who was appointed who doesn't know shit about mail who did a reorganization less than 100 days till the election so you know we're paddling up shit creek without a we're without a paddle yeah Um, yeah. and then i just kind of had like a delay kind of ricochet to then like i look at it from an activist perspective right or an organizer and so it's like we are you know racking our brains trying to figure out how one, how do you survive long enough in the pandemic to be able Ooh. to vote in November? But then how do you mobilize voters? Like literally, it's a headache. It's like, how do you do it? What the hell do we do? Yeah. Like it's just everything, kind of all your plans up in smoke. Um, and so then I'm just like, yo, there needs to be a division of labor in the progressive movement. And so we're over here trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. But then I look to the liberals and the liberal call to action, I'm still fucking pissed about this Harper's Weekly letter. So the idea amidst the world <laughs> burning, these assholes are, are sad because they're getting called out by somebody on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. When they're used to being- yeah, What is that? Tells them anything. And it's cancel culture. It's like, cancel culture is what you're worried about? <laughs> How about just fucking cancel everything? <laughs> you're about to be living under a fucking full-blown- Yes. And, and so it's like the circular thing, like kind of like, I had like a delayed reaction to the Harper's <laughs> magazine letter. And sure, sure. Kind of like, like, oh, it's like the sun. You can't look at it, you know, all at yeah. once. You're supposed to, isn't that how you're supposed to look at sun? I don't know. Tell us how to look at the sun. That's the most Trumpian thing about me is that I do look at the sun. But the point is, is you can't, <laughs> you gotta, you know, I totally know those stories where you're like, I can't deal with this. I read the headline. I'm like, nope. And yep. then a couple weeks later, you're like, are you fucking serious? 
like right. this. So, right. So the post office straight up will be canceled, potentially. Mail will be canceled. And we're worried about the other males, mostly males in academia and writing right. and the elite spheres exactly. being canceled. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> males. Dude, I need to get washed out with a fucking cilantro or something after that. It's disgusting. Um, it's soapy. It's so soapy. Someone in the comments says, Jack, Jack Taper says, soak the herbs in vodka. Feels like a waste of vodka. Unless you're infusing like rosemary yeah. vodka. Yeah. In which case, that would be delicious. Um, I'm going to just say, just do the job that you set out to do. Why do you have to transform it into something? Just do the hard work could it be that could it be that he was afraid of it being like infected with covid and the soap part is maybe that of Not course sure. of course I myself well, that doing was that. the retroactive excuse obviously i feel like if i didn't catch him there we would be then the next level drinking bleach <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i saved us all the cilantro is just white. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so you can find The Bituation Room on Podbean at thebituationroom.podbean.com and at francescafiorentini.com forward slash bituation, which I will spell for you here. www.francescafiorentini.com forward slash B-I-T-C-H-U-A-T-I-O-N. Shun, 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 shun. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here with some timely fashion news. If you or someone you know is in imminent danger of being kidnapped, shanghaied, or abducted by aliens, Henderson's new ransom pants are just the right style statement you need to make to get yourself out of a sticky situation. Our research reveals that the number one complaint of abductees is not that they miss their loved ones and friends, but that it's always so darned uncomfortable. Well, not anymore. If and when you're taken, you'll appreciate the loose fit and padded seat of these handsome ransom pants. They'll bring you great comfort, no matter if you're trussed up in the back of a van, the trunk of a car, or the cargo hold of a hyperdimensional spacecraft. And there's more comfort waiting inside these pants. The roomy legs are lined with secret pockets. You can fill with energy bars and puzzle books to fill the idle time waiting to be rescued. And rescue won't be far away, thanks to the homing tracker built into the ransom pants... Wasteband. Then, just in case no one cares enough about you to be following the tracker's signal and you're left to get yourself out of the mess you found yourself in, pay your own way. That's right, the ultimate secret of Henderson's ransom pants is that that comfortable seat you've been sitting on is padded with $1 million in warm, comfy cash. Just drop trow, pay your kidnappers, and be on your way. Originally designed for Patty Hearst, enemies of La Cosa Nostra, as well as Barney and Betty Hill, Henderson's Ransom Pants... Maybe just the ticket to get you an early release and back home in time for dinner. That's Henderson's, makers of fine pants parts since 1932. And now back to Succotash. 
This episode of Succotash is sponsored in part by TrumPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TrumPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumpPoetry.com. Yes, TrumpPoetry.com. So, I can't remember if it was the last episode I hosted or the previous episode, but I pulled from August 2nd, I believe, and since then I've had a bit of a look at the surrounding poems of that time, and I've decided to do three short ones. First one is from August 1st, 2020. It's number 172, and it goes like this. President Trump, not the wisest of men... Is he leaving? Oh, God, tell me when. May the day please draw near when we won't have to hear those two words together again. And then at the end, in parentheses, it says, Not my best rhyme, but straight from the heart. I, you know, I don't know if I'm an expert, but I have written my share of poetry, and I think it's fine. Um, for, For whatever that's worth. Anyway, skipping the second, and going to August 3rd, 2020, number 117. Excuse me, 170. That Kushner's a bit of a dick. He dropped plans to test pretty quick. In giving the screw to the state's colored blue, he's letting their people get sick. And then finally, from the 4th of August, 2020, number 169. John Lewis? Trump says that he knew him, but he can't say how history will view him. And in quotes, The facts are the facts. I've done more for blacks. And he skipped my inauguration, so screw him. Unquote. Right? Right. Finally tonight, Vegan Abattoir, with Harley Quinn Smith and Kevin Smith. In the description it says, When filmmaker Kevin Smith nearly died from a massive heart attack, his only begotten daughter Harley Quinn convinced him to try a plant-based diet for two months. Two years later, and still not dead, the dad asked his daughter to join forces, so the two can provide plant-based answers to the vegan curious questions they get from a meat-eating and dairy-drinking audience. The only thing that gets slaughtered here is misinformation. Dare you enter the vegan abattoir? The episode I've clipped is from June 26, 2020. It is the first episode. It's called Going Green. And its description says, Dare you enter the vegan abattoir again? Host Harley Quinn Smith and her dad Kevin Smith try not to trigger anyone as they answer questions about adopting a plant-based lifestyle. Roll them. Obviously, we are so privileged and I feel so lucky that we have a fridge full of amazing vegan foods and everything like that. And we can afford to have like um, meat replacements and dairy replacements and everything like that. I feel which they s- tend to price up. Yes, which bit. they are pricey. And I uh, feel kind of shitty. It, no, it's, it's really so shitty. Less than what you're getting. But what I was saying is that <laughs> although, yes, I feel so lucky and fortunate that we have all all the vegan um, replacements that we possibly could have, yeah. and I realize that not everybody can afford that. There, the most affordable foods can also be vegan. If Very you true. get a pound of uncooked rice, that's going to be way less than Mind a piece you, of meat. She said affordable, not enjoyable. Yes, perhaps <laughs> not enjoyable. But I'm saying, if you wanted to be a vegan, yes. there are affordable foods which people just do not realize because when you think vegan, I think a lot of people automatically are like, oh, organic vegetables and fruits and things like that and dairy replacements and cheese replacements, things like that. 
But the things, staples, which are huge staples for me, are like rice and beans, and you can get those uncooked for a very small price. And so there are many affordable vegan foods, which is just a, a, something I wanted to point out because I think that a lot of people overlook that fact. Yeah. I don't know what the problem is. We're not sitting here going, you know what the problem is? Meat eaters. You know what the problem is? Fucking the people that are cruel the to animals. The problem is misinformation and, and not knowing, I really think. And that's what this show is all about. Well done, kid. So I what we, back. Thank you for bringing us back. <laughs> so what we decided to do was, since she knows a lot of experts, let's ask them these fucking questions. So, you know, it gives us something to do and hang out, which is always nice. But also, you know, it allows us to kind of check in with our world and how we're living a plant-based life new discoveries and shit like that because i'll be honest with you like i never would have went vegan if she hadn't gone first she was my little vegan astronaut and in the hospital mm. the fucking uh, nutritionist uh, she's still got a mm. beef against my doctor the doctor saved my life dr mark Leidenheim. Well, thank god he saved my life be he my he, enemy also <laughs> he, you hear her muttering over there <laughs> harley you know being a vegan uh did not want to hear the doctor say there's nothing wrong with me you don't have to go vegan. You can have Okay, to. because that is the most irresponsible thing I could ever imagine a medical professional telling somebody who just had a heart attack. Um, you're pretty young. I could imagine a lot worse. Okay, I can imagine a lot worse, but somebody who just had a heart attack. Yeah. It is science. It but, is proven. No, no. It is proven. True. That eating meat is one of the biggest causes of arteries being blocked. Mm -hmm. But he didn't say eat like a ton of meat. He said in moderation. I don't really give a fuck i don't want you to eat any meat it's and obviously you don't but i still to, i still fuck to this your day and education i can't believe it doesn't give a fuck to this day i cannot believe it she was really fucking out of shape about that meanwhile he, i'm oh just like God. this guy saved my life he's batman and she's like no he's not he's the joker because he was about to kill you a second time like he was a, he wasn't uh, saying go eat meat he was just saying you don't have to go extreme. You don't have to lose meat. There's nothing wrong with okay, your so diet. And to be fair, a lot of people. Someone say. with lung cancer, should they <laughs> still smoke every so often? Not a ton, but like well, a little you, bit. You would first have to prove that the lung cancer is A, caused by the cigarettes, which let's say it was. In my case, then you would have to prove that the heart attack was caused specifically by meat. By how, how old were you when you had a heart attack? 46. I would say that 46 47? years of eating. 47. Animal products is a pretty good. Uh, I, I mean, that's sure. That, it yeah. doesn't need to. It doesn't. You can't really prove it, but yeah. I can say that's a pretty good indicator. Indicator you, that you're tying two things together, which like the doctor did not. He was you know, like, doctor wasn't like because you ate meat, you're here. The doctor was like, look, you're sedentary and you have a very poor diet, and mm -hmm. you know, and you were and genetically, genetically well. exposed also, to it. I'm sitting there going, previously. wait a second, that can't be. No, it. also genetically also exposed. Like, you know, there's, that's, that's where, like, at a certain point, I'm so glad you were there, and I'm so glad you were born, and I'm so glad you went vegan before <laughs> I'm me. So because, glad I was born too. You know, I'm glad you were born, but like, in my selfish uh, version of my life story, which it's mine, so why wouldn't it be selfish? Like, that's where you know you saved my life, and you can find this on iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course you can go to smodcast.com where it and many other soundcasts from the Smodcast internet radio station are archived. And here we all are once more at the end together. I do hope your listening experience was to your liking. 
Next week, Mark Hershon will have the hosting duties, and I will presumably still be on the hunt for more soundcasts to clip. Just so happens that I've got two in mind already, but you'll need to listen to show 220 if you want to know what I ultimately decided on. I greatly appreciate you for taking some of your time to spend time with us here at Succotash Shut-In. You have so many choices, after all, and we are but one. That also provides you with a few possible alternatives to us. Or perhaps you prefer only to hear snippets of shows to a longer listening experience, and Succotash is the only way you do that. We may never know. Unless you go to Apple Podcasts or some other site that allows you to rate and comment on shows and tell us there. You can also email us at mark at succotashshow.com. It's Mark with a C. Or call in to our non-toll-free number, which the wonderful Bill Haywatt will give during the outro of the show, which is right around the corner. So until next time, follow us on social media, be decent to each other, wear a mask in public to protect yourself and others, incorporate critical thinking into your daily life, maintain hope, and please, pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumpPoetry.com, and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the (laughs) laughable app, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash U slash Succotash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Succotash. Goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.